Welcome back to Kettleballs and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Tired. <laughs> how are you? I told somebody today I have a post-games hangover, but yeah. I'm not convinced it's not an actual hangover from all the alcohol I had. Entirely so, possible. Yeah, so who knows? It's definitely a post. There's definitely a, like a post-games hangover thing that happens, though, after like four or five days of watching other people fitness and you're out of your routine and you're out eating and drinking every night. And, oh my God, yeah. You know, and, and there's the, I don't know what it's like, I'm sure it's exactly the same for you, the social aspect of literally talking to hundreds of people every day. Yeah. And I yeah. say that with love, like so grateful for every person I got to talk to. But man, after five days, you are mentally fried. Yeah, like, it's totally a lot. fried. I have like a really large social battery that does not drain often, but I definitely could like just sleep for a week straight and not interact with a ton of people for the week after games. But neither one of us have that option. So here we are. I know. My, I felt like mine drained extra quick this time. I oh, yeah. honestly don't know why. It's just the like heat. It, was the heat. Uh, maybe it was, just, I don't know. It was just, it was really busy very quickly. Mm -hmm which is a good thing. We'll get into that. But I mean, that was a really good thing. And I think I went into it with some preconceived ideas of what the week was going to be like. And that mm. probably put a little stress on me a little bit. And for the first time in ever, actually, I went without a press pass, but I had obligations like charity obligations. Sure. So, so I was actually busier than I would have been if I were just fending for myself. Interesting. Yeah. So I like, I think there's a little stress factor that played into it that made it hard. Yeah, I hear you. But I had a blast. It is for sure. Yeah, I'm exhausted, but like in a, the best way. It's uh -huh. it's the best week of the year. It always is. 100%. It definitely has this moment. You always come away with stories, like great stories, mm -hmm. fun things. We'll tell a bunch of those tonight, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I had several where, you know, I look back on, well, that was a first. And then others that were just like, you know, rinse and repeat for Madison that will be sure. a last, like kind of the last time we do this in Madison. So, yeah. so it was kind of interesting. So I, I put all, I sat down and put all my thoughts into hits and misses. Oh my God. You're so prepared. I, I just I, like, I landed at 10 o'clock last night and I'm like, let's <laughs> do this. It's fresh in my mind. So I, let's go, let's format this show off of your list and I'll just add color. Well, I, so I will say this before I get into it. Cause I don't want anyone to think like, as I was looking at the list, it's like, man, I got a lot of I got a lot of messes here <laughs> and I I only have them out of love. Like I told someone yesterday, day before yesterday, I think all of us only critique the games because we love the sport and we love CrossFit so much. We want it to be perfect. Yeah, that's fair. It's okay you know? to be critical of a brand that you love because you want it to be so great. And you know that it has the capability of, you know, whatever, or maybe reaching more people, yeah. doing better whatever yeah and i do think like if i just you know let off with was the games good or bad i'd give it a really high grade like I, sure. you know i but i have plenty of things i think that they need to look back on and say all right that was a mess or here's something we need to go back and correct or work on or fix or whatever and there are plenty of things that were great i think as a whole when i look back on the week it was a really exciting week mm. you know lots of for me like probably the biggest takeaway was i met a ton of affiliate owners more than i've ever met before and maybe part of that is because I am an affiliate owner now. A lot of them were like identifying themselves to me, but I just feel like I've met a lot. Yeah. And, and a lot that were traveling internationally. Cool. You know, like I, I, one thing that happened to me more often this time than any other trip, I got recognized like out in the city more oh. and which tells me that the games is busier than it's been previous years. I felt like it was. I felt like even on Wednesday, Thursday, it was already like slammed. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just remember like I had this one, I was at dinner one night and we're sitting there eating tacos and I don't know how much I'd had to drink at that point, but it was sizable. Mm -hmm. And these two guys come walking by and they're like, Hey, hey we know you. And they were, I forget where they were from, but they were international, you know, and it was really like a nice exchange. And that, you know, I'm saying, I'm thinking this is really cool. Like these guys, it's not like they're like me driving in from Ohio across the cornfields. Like they're getting right. on a plane and like making a big boy trip to get out of here, you know, <laughs> serious effort. To yeah. Too. Yeah. You need a passport to get in and yeah. you know, you got to do the real deal. And I was like, man, that's commitment to the cause. Yeah. You know, like, it is. I mean, I just show up and like, let's see what happens. And these guys are like traveling around the world. 
It was, it was very, very cool. And they were both like five, four. So they were definitely CrossFitters. So that was for cool. sure. I love that. I feel like a giant. It was Is fun that though. on the pros list? Tallest it, it's not even, there. it's not, yeah, it's not even on the list really. It's just like the whole, the fact that I saw, felt like I met so many people that had traveled international, so many affiliate owners, yeah. like the crowds and the people I interacted with seemed really positive and energetic and happy, which made me feel like the brand and just CrossFit in general, like people are feeling really good about the future, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was great. And I thought the volunteers were the same way. Like I think in years past, the volunteers like have been happy to be there, but they seemed slightly tired and downtrodden some because it's a hard job. And I didn't see that at all this year. Like I thought interesting. all of them seemed really excited to be there and happy and like wanted to be a part of something special. And that was, that was different. That's so interesting. So just I, to, I always feel like the volunteers are just wow. Like I'm just always in awe of them. Like these are people who pay their own hard-earned money <laughs> to come out there for free. Like they pay their own way. They get like a shirt. Sometimes they get a pair of shoes. Sometimes not. Right. And they're like they're sweating. Like yeah. the equipment team that's changing out all that. And that job is stressful. I don't care what anybody says. Like you got to be on time, on pace. You never stop. Like their shifts are long. Like just every volunteer. It's so strange. We have the strangest sport in the world that we would not survive without volunteers. I mean, that's massive. I don't even know how many thousands probably yeah, yeah. for games. What's even funnier is like what I had never considered or thought of. Like I was in the noble tent. I was actually buying noble stuff. If you can believe that. I had and questions. Yeah, I bought a lot. And this woman comes up to me. She goes, hey, can I help you? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just looking. She's like, hey, do I know you? I'm like, yeah, you know me. And Yeah, bitch, and, I'm important. Yeah, so we start talking. And I'm like, how long have you worked for Noble? She goes, I don't. I'm a volunteer. And I thought that was In okay, the Noble cool. tent? Yep. And uh-uh. I thought that, yep, sort of God. Like, you know, it doesn't work for them directly. It wasn't like they bust somebody in from right, right, right. Noble headquarters to come work this tent. They just found some local volunteer and hired them for Noble for the weekend, you know, and and that's cool. Like these are just members like the rest of us out doing their thing. And they decided to come to the games and get in for a few days and put in some work while they're here. And she got assigned to Noble. And and by the way, doing a great freaking job. Nice. Like really like good retail, you know, IQ. I was like, man, I want to hire this woman to come work on one of my branches. It's funny you say that. I found a lot of the Noble staff like particularly helpful in a, in a yeah. sense that I I have not seen or felt in retail in a long time. I was like, wow. Everyone's just happy to be here. Yeah, it was great. Just uh, all in all, I would say it was a, the end of the weekend was a big success. So I don't want anybody to come away from this as I'm given a big list of 10 things I think they need to do better of like, all right, John's shitting on the CrossFit games. I mean, I'm going to a little, but, but I think by and large, I think the whole thing was a big success. And if God forbid, if anybody listens to this and decides to put anything to action, it's all out of love, not because I'm wanting to kick them in the teeth. Yeah, for sure. I think critical feedback is always appropriate. 100%. 100%. Let's hear it. Okay. Where do you where do you want to start? You want to do hits, misses? You're, you're the uh, you're the pro. I'm just... I think, well, as this week has shown, I'm clearly not. You, inter- uh, you interviewed people all weekend. I watched you out on the floor. You did great. I did. I did. Thank you. It was really fun. It was a lovely year of interviews. Matter of fact, I had a, I had a laugh at some point. I'm not laughing at the situation, but I laughed because it wasn't you. Your counterpart, who was doing the men's side, when he interviewed Justin... He's like, so Justin, you really sucked ass on those two first events. <laughs> I, I was like, hear that. I oh heard my that God. Question. It was I the was hardest like, question I've ever heard. I'm like, the, bro. You hear the cra- well, I think he said something. This Mike Arsenault, who is, by the way, just a doll. He's like the sweetest, nicest man on the planet. If you haven't had a chance to meet him, I highly recommend. He's wonderful. He's great. So hearing. Um, I was up, I was sitting up with Matt and, and Hunter, and I heard that question. And he said something along the lines of like, you're coming off your like, two worst career finishes of all time and he was going with like what you're starting to bring it back like what you know how are you climbing out of the hole whatever it may be but i did hear the crowd be like "Ooh, here's the way it came (laughs) off he's like in my head i was like great question mike i maybe would have approached it differently but you know what that's why there's two of us we have different approaches he was trying to work to you did great in this last event what he started with was (laughs) 
hey, you really sucked in that first event and then got even worse in the next one. And I'm like, oh, and the whole crowd did kind of groan. Like, oh, like, it was oh, no, it wasn't quite a boo, but it was real close. Yeah, <laughs> it was real it was, close. But, but Mike's out here out there rather asking tough questions that yeah. bear asking. So in that respect, he is more courage than I do. It was a fair question. It was 100 percent. I think our community, it's funny. I think often our community, we go like, hey, we want to be a pro sport until you get a pro question. And then you're like, mm, do we? Because we love Justin. Mm -hmm. We don't want to seem like he was almost in tears. They had the camera on his mom. Like all of a sudden it was like a real NFL moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like a real pro sport moment. Yeah. And and all of us, we love that family. Like, yes. yeah, I love Mama Dearest. Like, she's like the mm -hmm. sweetest she's woman that ever lived. And Justin too, like just the nicest young man. And and you see like someone who had a kind of a rough start to the weekend and you're like, man, that was a tough question. That was not. Fun. Yeah, but it was great. It worked. That moment was great. I was pissed at Mike all week because he got every emotional interview. I was like, <laughs> heck, man, what the heck? And because Laura kept winning and I kept talking to her over and over. And I don't know if you noticed, but she's she's not just she's just not super talkative like some athletes yeah. when you ask a question they'll kind of like dive into like all the things and they'll be a little bit longer and, and more long-winded war is just really direct which is there's nothing wrong with that but i didn't get a ton out of her until the very end which is fair you know she's kind of in the zone a lot of athletes don't want to get deeper emotional until you know everything is done and they have a chance to really unwind and reflect back on the week but i was like damn it mike like getting all the tearing up great storylines on the men's side what the heck yeah come on <laughs> that's funny that's true yeah. though so true yeah. all right well you you you're still are the interviewer where do you want to start hits or misses uh, let's do one of each let's like okay. go down the line and go like ping pong okay well which one good or bad where do you want me to start start with a, start with a bad start with a bad all start right with a bad well, or we'll... a needs improvement We'll do the easiest one because it was first part of the week. The age group and adaptive was a monster mess. Monster mess. And let me tell you, like, here's the funny thing. So uh, I've actually been talking to him today some. So Chris Madigan, who's the PR guy, sends out press releases all the time. And I, because I'm quote unquote media, even though I, I'm not, I am on the press releases. And so I get them. And Wait, so I, I don't get the pieces. <laughs> I think maybe okay. well, it's probably because you're on the inside and I do the outside press release, the press pass. I think I got on there, got on his yeah. press release at some point. He's a great dude, by the way. But I hear really great things about him. I've never met him really. But so a few days before the games, maybe a day before, or two days before, I forget how long I get the email that says, and it's like in all caps, adaptive and age groups will be live streamed. And then it says, we'll have a static camera. Now, for those of us that watch semis, I know what static camera means. And I just right. looked at it. And I'm like, man, I am getting my memes ready now because yeah. it's not going to go well. And sure shit, I was driving through wherever I was, Indiana, I guess. Yeah, because that's where I stopped driving in. And I started getting DMs from people. But the live stream was up and it was from like 10,000 feet away. Yeah. All you can see is the field and tiny little ants of people running around and, you know, had an announcer. And you could see the people's names on the side and some people sent me some images and I was like, yep, I mean, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. <laughs> it was not good. I, yeah. I don't mean to laugh at it. It's just like, it's just a bad situation. And you know, a lot of hurt feelings on the yeah. adaptive and age group side. And all I can sit there thinking is like, you know, I, I'm a banker, so I get it. It's expensive to stream, but you got to make a choice here, man. You're either all in on the adaptive and, and age groups or get out of the business like one or the other, right? And 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 pick, because, you know, so I started doing some research and I started asking around, like, well, what's it cost to stream this? Like, Oof. what's the expense? Because I also know that the the majority of the people that do the open that fund this shit are between the ages of 35 and up. And they're the ones not getting coverage here, you know? So they got a legit gripe, on, at least on the age group side. And I don't know if these numbers are right. I asked someone on the media team, for the record, I need to say this out loud. I did not ask Nikki and I did not ask you for a reason because I try to keep you out of my bullshit. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, Thank That way, know. if CrossFit ever gets mad at me for saying something, I can legit say, hey, Nikki had nothing to do with this. Don't do no blowback on her. They'll still <laughs> so, get mad at me by proxy. Let's be real. Yeah, but at a minimum, I always feel good about my conscience. All right. So you ask other people on the media team. Yeah. So I ask other people and they're like, it's 100 to 300 grand, which is a pretty big range. <laughs> but a big split. 
<laughs> it's a big swing, but I mean, a hundred grand is not a tiny amount of money. No, you know, ne- that's neither. a lot of yeah. money. Oh my yeah, God. That's a, that's a lot of money. But basically for support, people don't watch. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be real here because I, you know, I have deep love for the adaptive group particularly, but the reality is it's like, all right, you're going to take a hundred to 300 grand and have a few thousand people tune in. Is it worth it? So like, I understand the hard decision of saying we're not going to do it. It's the visibility of advertising that you're going to do it. And then it's shitty. As a matter of fact, I was watching Castro's video earlier that he put out today. Now, I actually come to like those things as much as Dave and I have this lovely relationship. I actually have come to like it. And I actually don't think you have a relationship at all. I know. Well, <laughs> I think yeah. You, you may. It's a one-way relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And, and so I was watching it and he quite literally said, I put it in quotes. I typed it when he said it because I can't believe he just said that out loud. He goes, it was a little more than doing nothing at all. And I'm like, you're damn right it was. It absolutely was a little more than doing nothing at all. Like, He'll be real with you. Yeah, I'm like, you should have done nothing at all. Like, Okay. Is there... Okay. I have big feelings about that. Well, here was my thought. When I say you should have done nothing at all, if you're not going to stream it, don't stream it. What you should have done, if it's 100 to 300,000 for 50 grand, and I don't know if that's a good number, I'm just making this shit up, but let's just say you give, I give you a $50,000 budget. You can't tell me you can't go do some amazing, and I mean amazing, online profiles of every single person that competed in those divisions and then use that for future marketing and make it so much better than watching, you know, the 60-year-olds out there doing kettlebell thrusters or whatever the hell they were doing. Okay. You know? Okay. I have big feelings about this whole topic. I think it was a big miss to not fully stream age group and adaptive. Fully. I fully agree. And give them full-ass coverage. And I was on age groups for years as a sideline reporter when I first started working games. So, like, I have a particular love for the broadcast specifically of that division because the stories are incredible. Sure. Yeah, they're the great. The people are incredible. So, in general, I think we can all agree we would prefer, as fans of the sport, as people who have friends who are out there competing, we would like to see it streamed. I do think it is a massive cost that people underestimate. And it is a massive undertaking to get it all together that people also underestimate. So when I just, I just, I just hate, it makes my skin crawl when people are like, oh, just don't do this and stream this instead. And it's like, you've no idea what you just said. So I appreciate that you're like fully ignorant about the situation. It's not that easy, but in general, like I do wish that resources were put over in that direction. But I agree with you, John, that from a business standpoint, I understand where CrossFit's coming from. If they have budget cuts and if they're trying to grow the sport in a very specific kind of a way, that that might be something that falls off the table. I don't like it, but I get where they're coming from. Where I have an issue is at semis, when we didn't stream some events, people were very vocal. They were like, just put a big static camera up. That's all we want. Don't do nothing. Just put a static camera up. That's all we want. I can't believe you won't stream this. Just put one camera that we just want to see it. Did you see they, the static they, camera they put up? Uh-huh. Did you see and then, it? And that's exactly what they did. And now people are like, I can't believe you only put a static camera up. What I do think is, I do think that they should have communicated earlier what the streaming situation was going to be like. I just think that there's no way to, there's no way to make our particular like insulated community happy unless it's a full ass broadcast, which would be great if CrossFit, the business had all the money in the world, but clearly they don't. Well, so I respect it. Yeah, I again, I don't I don't know which is the answer. I would say to the point of the static camera, don't put it a thousand yards away. It was so far away you couldn't see shit. Like I think but when people f- when people go give me a static camera, they want it closer they can actually see the people. And to your point, they don't know what broadcast is. So I, right, I yeah. get that. My point is is like clearly communicate to the people what they're getting or not getting. Sure. Or don't yes, or, that I agree with. Yeah. The and I, but isn't it wasn't it twenty lanes deep at some point? Like some some events were all twenty lanes. I can send you, you the fo- I can send you the photo. It's miserable. I did a meme I of know. it. Look look up my meme. <laughs> look up my meme, Nikki. It was very funny, and it was it was it was terrible. It was really bad. I th- my point is it's like I I understand the hurt feelings of people going. So and so wanted my parents wanted to watch this or I our get it. Yeah, wanted to watch it. That. Like that's gonna happen. The adaptive and and age group is a lot like the WNBA. Like nobody's watching that shit. They're not. No offense to the WNBA, but nobody is watching what you guys do. I couldn't name three teams. Swear to God. 
And this is no different. So there's no money in it. So I get why CrossFit isn't doing it. My point is, is tell people we're not going to do it. Sure. And then and then reallocate that money and give them something because bluntly they fund the open. The adapters don't, but the age group does. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I do think the other area where I think it's a huge miss, and you know, I'm saying this as somebody who has a gym with adapt a lot of adaptive athletes. Like I had three that were in the top ten of the intellectual division that would not have been at Madison regardless, but I got a lot of adaptive athletes in my gym. And so I'm very passionate about what they do and the fact that they're competing in the open, I think giving those divisions some sort of coverage is actually used in the marketing to draw more people in so they can see others doing what they do. Like I've told the story a hundred times, but I can't tell you how many times I get DMs from someone who saw an adaptive athlete doing what they now know they can do. They're like, Oh, I right, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do that. I don't think I could do that. And then they see somebody with, you know, missing an appendage, you know, Amy yeah. Bream, who was just on our show for us. Yep. They, they see her doing it and they're like, oh shit, maybe I can't, you know, and they go out and do it. And that's how as affiliate owners, we get members. So I, yeah. you know, I, I think there is a miss there from a marketing standpoint that helps us bring people that bluntly need us the most. And the people that need CrossFit the most are not the 25 year olds that see Laura win the title. It's the 40 year olds that haven't worked out in two decades that need to come to a gym and start working out before they get heart disease or someone who's got some sort of impairment and they've never worked out before and they're not going to yeah. have a long lifespan, but all of a sudden they find health and wellness, you know? And yeah. Well, I would argue that watching the elite athletes win is inspirational for everyone. Not just like, I think that watching Laura win is inspirational for a 25 year old man and a 60 year old woman with a heart condition and everyone all at once but i do think that representation is really important yeah, yeah. So to your point like having a wider array of people who are represented on the stream and in the marketing efforts which i do think that they're they're doing a better job at especially recently but having the opportunity to gather a lot of that content at the games would be huge yeah. so i just feel like if we did what we were supposed to do at this crossfit games and help grow the sport endemically via the ESPN deal and all sorts of other things that were going on, then hopefully CrossFit has the budget to allocate to more different types of coverage again in the future. That would be my yep. wish. And or someone actually brought up a really interesting point to me at games when we were talking about it. They were like, what if adaptive and age group had their own full on separate competition or competitions? Maybe it's one of each. And I never had thought about it before, but it was just an interesting thought and like really devoting all the energy and effort into just that coverage for just that event. I'd love it. It'd be cool, huh? Yep. I love it. Take make the games teams and indies only and take masters and, you know, our age group and adaptives and give them their own thing. Yeah. I had never thought about it. And and they were like, well, the, like we have the Olympics and we have the Special Olympics and it's its own whole ass thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of love that idea. It, it would also change the partnerships you could pull in to your point of the Special Olympics. Like you could pull in some unique partnerships that would want to be a part of that and it could really help. So yeah. it, hopefully that's, you know, they're pretty smart people running the company right now. I think they'll probably figure this out without our yeah, help. Yeah, for but, sure. For sure. But... I will say that what I saw of the age groups and adaptive events while i was there was unbelievable and yeah. every person every person who is at the games regardless of division is a crossfit games athlete and i think that's badass yep i agree with yep. that yep all right now where where are we going now to the hits a pro yeah pro well i would say all the stuff we just talked about on the age group and adaptive i told directly to don fall so nobody blow him up please or start blowing yeah. up crossfit like they haven't heard this he's heard it yeah, uh, but, that, but that's actually a pro. He was really visible at this event. Mm -hmm. Like I, I ran into him multiple times and I don't mean like, like I didn't have any behind the scenes access, any kind of special access time. I was just out in the crowds. Cahoots pass. No cahoots pass whatsoever. And I ran into him right out in the middle of Vendor Village one day, sitting there literally just watching the sport mm -hmm. and ran into him there. I ran it. I did get invited to a charity cocktail thing that Forging Youth Resilience invited me to. And he was at that with Nicole Carroll. Great. So I had a chance to chat with him there. And then that's one of the places I saw him. I forget where. But my point is, he was like really visible and out amongst the crowd. And I think that's really, really cool, you know, to get direct feedback from affiliate owners and members and yep. vendors and 
and just be willing to take it. And to his credit, dude is, a, you know, he's a really good listener, which I don't think is unique to that position, but he seems to actually take it in. Often when I talk to people in his position, and it's actually pretty often in my banking role that it feels like they're looking through you. And mm -hmm. in his case, I think he's actually taking it in and, and processing, all right, you know, is this something I should do something with, or is this just fully complaining? Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. I think, but I think he's actually like trying to figure it out. And I like yeah. that about him. And I, you know, I just appreciated that he was actually there being a part of the process. Yeah. You know, and then I heard, you know, some stories of him doing some workouts, like, you know, joining actual workouts and how hard yeah. he actually, I said this to him once. I'm like, dude, I heard you were doing handstand walks and he laughed and he was telling me the story. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I heard you worked really hard and that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's really cool to think like, you know, he's actually trying to learn like the rest of us. Yes. And I just, he I had, love that. He had Chris Hinshaw critique his running form live in front of people. Yeah. I would not run in front of Chris Hinshaw if you paid me money. I'd be, oh. I'd be like, I'm, I'm good, Chris. I am good All with my media form. Yeah. It was All cool. Set. We got to get him back on the show because that man, I could listen to him talk just for days straight. Who? Like Hinshaw? Hinshaw. Okay. He's full yeah. of stories. Yeah, I mean, we can get Don back on the show too. Yeah. Don's cool. But just Chris Hinshaw is like, he's <laughs> oh, he's guy. so smart. And right. he's so like, just the way his brain works is so unique. And he's full of stories. He knows the athletes so well. And he takes to heart every single relationship that he has with an athlete. It's like they're all his children. Like he cares so much about all of them and the decisions they make in the workouts and the tests and the at the games, like in the competition, like he just, and you know, everyone blows him up anytime. Like, even if you don't work with him, if you worked with him once, like 10 years ago, and there's some test that you need to do, you know, everyone's like texting him like, Hey, Chris, what do you think I should do with this? Right. And he'll answer everyone all the time. He's just the best. We did an episode with him like 150 years ago. If you didn't listen to it, you should go back and listen. No. Invite him back on. I, I don't really do know it. him that well. I, I saw him a couple of times. I didn't really talk to him. I don't really know him that well. Yeah. He's your friend, not mine. Yeah. But yeah, buy him one and be fun. He's not your friend. He's my friend. <laughs> he seems like a good dude for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we're going back to Mrs. Okay. You got to know where I'm going next. If the first one was not streaming age groups, oh, I know which one you're going to do. Yeah. It's got it. It's the, the 5K, quote unquote. Oh, my God. Sweet mother of God. How do you not measure the 5K properly? I like I cannot wrap my brain around. I realize you know maybe it's an honest mistake, and I, I'm gonna say up front because people give me shit about this. It did not affect the outcome of anything. Right. I fully, fully agree with that. Did not change who won. Did not change who lost. Didn't change anything in this in the sport of CrossFit. My complaint with it is is that we advertise this thing as a cross country 5K, which is the most standardized race on the planet. You know how many 5Ks I've been to, Nikki? Mira ran cross country for years. I've been to so many freaking 5Ks in my life. Like I couldn't even tell you how many. I got medals on the wall in my garage from them. And, you know, we advertise this thing on Runner's World that we're doing it, you know, or PR'd it out there. And, and then we just did 5,000 yards instead. It's just, it's the most cross fittingly crossfit mistake we could make that part i kind of love because it gives me mean material for days it just drove me crazy but i don't know i'm sorry maybe i should be more outraged about this than i am but i just don't think it's that big of a deal i don't I think it's a big deal i, it, I don't think, think it's a big deal in the in the idea of the sport i think it's a big deal in the fact that we promote this like look how great our people are and then when you actually do the math on it they're great but they're average runners as they should I be they're crossfitters I haven't seen anything that said, look at this athlete's time. What an amazing 5K. I have not we seen. First, we first put them out. It's like, hey, look, Emily Roth did 17 and a half minute. Roman did 1657. Oh. But when you do the math on it, he didn't. Like, we're, But I, we're, didn't, I didn't see any of Like, I didn't never saw CrossFit be like, oh, my God, look at Emily Rolf's perfect 5K in 17 point whatever. Like, I just, it's, I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think we had a live course with the very specific area that we had in and around the Coliseum with lots of different terrain and up and down. And I think when it was measured out, it was about 5K. And so they called the event. Well, it was not about 5K. It was 5,000 yards. So that's, it's like they missed an entire lap, Nikki. They missed 400 meters. It's not about a 5K. It wasn't even close to a 5K. That's the point. Like, again, it doesn't change the outcome of the race. I just think 
if you're going to go on the, at our Super Bowl event, which is what this is, it's the biggest event we're going to do all year long. And you say part of the test of fitness of the fittest on earth. That's the title we give these people is we're going to give them the same standardized race that everybody's grandma runs a turkey trot. At the same distance, the same distance that you and like, I know my 5k time. Do you know your 5k time? Probably. Right. All right. Now you can compare yourself to Emily, but you can't. She ran 400 meters less than you. That's my point. I see where you're coming from with that. For me, I don't. I didn't get the the vibe that CrossFit was like, we're going to do this exact distance because every single other person at the turkey trot does it. What I got out of that test was we are going to make them run. To be good at CrossFit, you need to run. And we are going to make them change elevation. And we are going to make them change terrain. And we are going to make them deal with running in and out of the crowd. And we are going to make them do all the stuff that is the course of the dog park. Yeah, and if we had advertised it that, that way, it would have been great. Nowhere in that was I like, oh, my 5K time will definitely be comparable to that because that's a very specific event at a specific location and a specific test of fitness. As so soon as I saw the advertising, I started putting my scores up. They go, we're doing a 5K. I'm like, great. I know my 5K time. Now I know how much faster Pat Vellner is than me, which is pretty fast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot faster for the um, record. I see, I, can see how, I can see where you're coming from with that. I just, I just don't share the same sentiment. I just well, I, I just, just like of all the things that we could, and I gripe about things. I have gripes. I have what are we calling them? Misses. Misses. That one, I'm just kind of like, I, I maybe may I'm just a little salty a because I, I feel like I was the recipient of the ten thousand bring Dave back comments, and then Dave's back for the biggest event, and they can't break. Got a freaking yard, yardstick, and figure this thing out. Like you know, what well, actually that's what they use as yardstick, not not they didn't measure like, meters. I would actually you know? love. I don't, they've never, uh, like CrossFit itself has not really commented on the distance, right? Like, I just, I don't know. I don't. They will. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I fully believe Dave would take full accountability. I don't, I'm not saying that they're, they're going to thumb their nose at this and go, oh, no big deal. I just think it's our biggest stage and, and, you know, we're bringing, we lit quite literally brought in runner's world to say we're doing this and we called it a 5k. If we had done what you said, I'd have zero problems. If we'd only called it a cross country run. Or even if we called it a turkey trot, just don't put 5K behind it. It could have been an undisclosed distance. I would have been great with that. We're just going to make them run and see how they do. That would have been great, too. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that if if they had, they put out the whole thing and they were like, you got to run to be good at CrossFit. What's the the distance? A little less than 5K. Okay. I I think here's what's all right. Well, when I do Murph next year, I'm going to do half mile increments. You tell me if it's a big deal or not. I don't it's a special, it's the a same it, thing. It's absolutely, it's absolutely the same thing. By the way, the Helen 400 meter runs were not 400 meters. Yeah. And, well, is and, your, and this, is your run at your gym a perfect 400 meters? Cause it's I, not at my gym. I'm not running at the CrossFit games. I'm, I just, I, we're doing prescribed workouts and 5K is the most standardized run and all of running like it's it's like everybody does them and just don't advertise it that way that's the point like you know don't don't call them 400 meters at the games if they're not 400 meters call them laps call them something else other than what they are because to your point is it like we're we're doing these workouts in our gym and we want to be able to to have the same experience and be able to do the same comparison everyone else it's like i don't know i could give you a hundred analogies I guess my point is, is that the, on the biggest stage on the planet, do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, Don't... I see where you're coming. I see where you're coming from with that. I do. It just doesn't. It just doesn't really upset me that much. Where I'm like, yeah, I, I guess well, it not... should have been longer, or, or they should have said like it's a little under five k. But okay. I wouldn't say I'm upset. I don't think that's the right way to characterize it. I'm saying this is our Super Bowl event, and details matter. Like the abs, the details absolutely matter. Otherwise, where else are can we start changing them? Twenty one fifteen nine now becomes twenty eighteen eight. Like, yeah, that feels like a stretch to me. It's okay no, if I'm, we disagree. No, I'm not. I, that's my point. Is it's like I think if you're going to say you're doing something, do it, and particularly if you're doing an event that falls outside of CrossFit. Like a five k is not a traditional CrossFit thing. Follow me. Like we've never done a fi- to my knowledge, they've never done a five k at the CrossFit Games ever, right? Uh, the ranch run was. 5K is actually one of the all-time most programmed workouts on .com. 
okay, then it should be 5K. That's the point. If it's if it's that standardized, it should actually be 5K. That's why I'm saying it's a huge miss. Like, how do you miss something as simple as measuring? I don't know. I don't know if they missed it in measuring or if they they like went out and measured they did 5, the course. They did five thousand yards. That's the exact distance it came up to be. I I I am not willing to speculate on how it happened exactly. I don't know if they mismeasured mis it or if they measured the run the way that the course is laid out in the dog park and they came back and they were like, it's about 5K, so let's call this. They measured 5,000 yards. That's exactly what it came out to be. Either way. I, I, just, have, other, I have other oh, misses that, that are grinding my gears more than this. Oh, I, I have me. plenty. That's I just think me. it's... I just think it's, you know, it's not that different for me than, you know, when we did the first week of the open and they're, you know, they can't count kilograms either. And who's, was it Laura's bar maybe that didn't have enough weight on it? Or Gabby's? I can't remember. I forget. It's just like when you're on your biggest stage, like math matters. And if that's all I'm saying, I think get, we the, can get the math right. Math matters in life. Yeah. Get the math right. That's all I'm saying. Like get the distance right. Again, it didn't, you know, it's not, I'm not salty about it. Like it didn't affect the outcome, nor should it like. A distance of this is a distance, whether they're running 5K, 6K, 8K, like the fittest is going to pull that one out. And I think everybody looks back on it and goes, yeah, the fastest people won that one. Although I Wait, will say, we... I will say I was shocked at how fast Roman is. That big dude can run when he has. Oh, he's an incredible endurance athlete. And you know who can tell us stories about him is Chris Hinshaw. So we need to get him back on the show. Yeah. Can we talk about one of, can I like segue into one of my hits for the yeah, week? Yeah. Yep. Based off of that, can we both? objectively just agree that Yola Hoste looks exactly like Matt. They are <laughs> fucking twins. They're uh, twins, plus or minus 20 years. You're like, Matt, I'm going to call you Hoste for the rest of the weekend, bro. I'm upset um, with him. He's like out there holding it down for the tall guys, for the gingers, being really sweet. But John, it. I'm telling you, like, I'm a, I was, I could not stop staring at him all weekend. They run the same. They have like the same exact body. They box jump. They squat the same. Like it's a little creepy. I need some ancestry.com shit done. So 23 and me done here between the Hustays and the Braziers. This shit's well, gotta happen. I don't know if that's true or not because I didn't see Hustay stay that close, but I did run into Matt. And your husband's a good looking man, Nikki. I say right. that I, I say that with all love for you and Matt. Dude comes walking up with the baby. I'm like, man, Nikki's probably should be worried. He just walk around with this beautiful baby and he's well, he was wearing his jorts. Yeah, his jorts on. He, do, he loves his jorts. Yeah, his jorts. I'm like, man, he's going to be getting hit on if people didn't know he was your husband. It's like, good for him. Uh, you know what? I wish that he did because that would give him a little boost in the old confidence. Mm, all right, ladies. You heard it here. Nikki. You heard just, it. Nikki gave you the green light. Go ahead. 100%. Green light. Go tell him how <laughs> handsome he is. He would love to hear it. He deserves it. And he was he wearing was, our merch. Yeah, of course. Represent. He was also like on dad duty all week which was wonderful and lovely i did so th we went with went to the games this year with our best friends who also own the affiliate and they're one-year-old and they all including matt got like an airbnb for the week and most nights i would be done with work and i would go back to the airbnb with them and would like order in dinner and then i would put a hunter down for bed and then i would make matt drive me back to my hotel so uh -huh. i could sleep by myself in the hotel because I was waking up at like 5.30 or 6 a.m. to get ready for my call times. And I was like, well, my shit's everywhere. I'm like loud, spread out in the mornings. Like I don't have to worry about waking anyone else up. Or, you know, the Sheraton where we stay is like literally across the street from the venue. So I could just like wake up and walk over and not have to worry about getting a weird Uber at like 7 a.m. So it worked out. But it was funny because I was like. Bye, friends and family. I'll see you tomorrow as I go sleep by myself in a ho in right. Sheraton hotel room. Not the most glamorous, but it worked out. Bye. Worked I'm out. leaving with Hoste. Great. <laughs> I'm leaving with a younger version of you. Yes. No. Leaving with my new um, husband. But Matt was like salty about it the first night because he was like, you need me to drive you to your hotel? I was like, it's six minutes away. And he was like, that's not really conducive to the plans I want to have tonight. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you can have cocktails at 8.10 when you get back from dropping me off after I put the baby to bed. You'll be fine. I love it. I love anyway, it. I should, give I should me take a, a mat. Should have taken Matt out for drinks. Then he could have complained to me. Fun. It would have been great. Give me a Thanks. hit. Give you a hit. hit. Well, I'll stick with the games itself. All the events ran on time and very smoothly. 
hundred percent. It was well run from and like again back to the bring Dave back thing. Like I don't know what his impact was there, but it was damn near perfect when it comes to running on time. Like you could set your watch to it. I was I would mm-hmm. look up the events. This one starts at eleven thirty seven, and you can bet your ass it started at eleven thirty seven. Like they did a really, really good job of getting people in and out of there. I'm always yeah. impressed, particularly with the volunteer crews that are moving plates and machines mm-hmm. and God knows what and how quickly they move it in and out and get everything started on time. Like that's quite an undertaking, yes. to say the least. There are full ass crews and teams and team leaders dedicated to timing. And that includes every like branch that you can think of. From equipment and logistics to operations to signage to especially like the judging, you know, the head judges need to run things on time. The head judges coordinate with the broadcast team because we are up and running on broadcast at very specific times that we have zero wiggle room on, especially in ESPN windows. And so it's just like a, it's an insane kind of like Rube Goldberg machine that everything has to run perfectly together in order for it to work. And it's, It's not surprising to me, especially at smaller events that don't have the resources to hire these true professionals to run these teams. It's not surprising to me that they oftentimes run behind because it's a lot. It's a huge undertaking. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. On to Mrs. Schmiss. The Schmiss. Why are you calling it Schmiss? It's like going to Sheets. (laughs) You ever go to Sheets and everything has an S on the front? I was like, I want to get a biscuit and a schmuffin. A schmuffin. A schmuffin. Wear an even keeled medium. All right. Yeah. All right. Here's one. Sean Woodland was wearing a medium, by the way. Every time I saw him on the broadcast, his arms looked monstrously big. He said that was called a TV large. I don't know what that's about, but anyway. He's just yolked. He is yolked. Don't let let him tell you that he's he's, wearing a medium. He is yolked. He's holding it down for the old bald guys. I appreciate it too. Uh, All right. So this is kind of a hit and a miss. It's mostly a miss, but I'm going to throw a little bit of it in the hit category. So when you're in, we're in the Coliseum and sometimes outside, they would have these videos playing that came from, they had two that went kind of played in a loop. One was from the coaches series of Scott Pancheck and an athlete named Henry. Love. Um, Love that video. Yeah. I know Henry. Like I went to the gym. I like, I knew his whole story beforehand. So I watched it several times. Great, great story. And then they ran what's basically a movie trailer for small town strong which is based out of portsmouth ohio and dale who's the affiliate owner there i know i hung out with dale most of the weekend so like i knew both stories and they played those for a loop and so that's a big both of those were a hit for me because i thought they were really touching stories really kind of heartfelt in the community showed the power and the transformational change that crossfit brings and i loved that loved it the miss part for me was those are really the only two i saw by and large i know there were Mm. a few others but I felt like you've got moments of particularly in the Coliseum where you have 15, 20 minutes waiting for events and you have a captive audience. Now, a lot of them are headed out for, you know, beer, sodas, popcorn, whatever. But you got a lot of people sitting in the seats and I'm sitting there going, why are we not seeing a video of Don Fall going, hi, I'm Don Fall, CEO of CrossFit. Let me tell you about the transformational changes CrossFit can bring to your life. Let me tell you what CrossFit's doing for your affiliate. And then you get Austin Maliello coming on going, let me tell you what the affiliate group's doing. Let me tell you what training, you know, Nicole Carroll comes on. Let me tell you what the training team is doing and so on and so forth. Like, felt like, you know, you could use that time for, you know, inspiration. You could use it for marketing. You can use it to help affiliate owners understand what their $3,000 a year is funding. You know, there's so many things you could use for it there. And it would cost CrossFit almost nothing to produce that. You have 13,000 affiliates. You can't tell me you can't send out a mass email to that group and go, we need stories. And a lot of them would film it themselves for that matter. You know, you know how many like amazing filmmakers we have in our community. Yeah. So it just felt like a miss, like a, an opportunity to speak to the crowd. And you got, you know, these two stories that were great stories. I'm not, you know, complaining about the two you got, you know, I just, I felt like there was a lot that could have been done there that I'd like to see them use that time in the future for, for educational purposes. For that matter, you could put it around the village. Like I was at, was at the Salvador Dali Museum in, in Florida. In Florida. Oh, it was like in yeah, yeah. in Florida. Barcelona? Okay. No, no, no. Nope. In Florida. And they had a, a life, like a, think of like a big screen TV, but six feet tall. And it's like a full body size of, of Salvador Dali talking about his life. And you just stand there transfixed watching it. You know, and yeah. that was, it was AI. So it was a little creepy. But imagine if that were, 
John Fall or Austin yeah. or yeah. Rich Froning or God knows who telling some story within the community. I just got to believe people would stop for a minute and listen. Yeah. And I think, and, I think that's you know. a great point. I love so. that. I love that idea. I love, I've said this before on the show, probably a million times that my favorite year ever working across the games was 2020 when I was at a desk and it was more of a community storytelling desk in Aromas. And there were that year, the media team had really worked to put together a ton of wonderful, inspirational international stories. Yep. And so we would like play a package, a two or three or five minute package telling someone's story. And then I would like live interview them. And it was is the most fun I've ever had doing quote unquote coverage because it was like part right. one, 2020 games. It was a little weird. It, it was just wonderful. And I met people there that I will never forget. It was really special. So I just that's a really cool idea. And if they had that type of content that they had that year mixed in with like the coaching series is a really great example with Scott Panchik. Like, I just want more of that. I want more of those stories. Well, I, I wonder even, even like little clips from the documentary that just recently came out. That would have been cool. Yeah, I would have loved to seen some of the adaptive athletes who won that didn't get to participate totally. in Madison. Like I, Mikey Wittos, who won on the short stature side, he was there. And, you know, he mentioned to me, he's like, man, we didn't even get the same shirt everybody else got. We just got some random noble shirt, you know? And I'm like, how easy would it have been to send somebody at the film crew or hell do a Zoom call for God's sake? You don't have to go there and interview the guy and then piece it together in a really brilliant video clip. And like you show it to the entire crowd and give this guy props for how hard he worked to be fittest on earth in his division. You know, that's, I just think there's things like that that could be done that, could be super inspirational and, and honestly, like, you know, get some affiliate owners to be thinking differently about their affiliates. Like I can imagine Jen, for instance, you know, my co-owner going on and talking about the two adaptive groups that are, yep. that are funded through grant by local government yes. and how, you know, how many affiliate owners don't even know that's a possibility for them. And now you've uh -huh. got thousands, thousands of dollars a month coming into you paid by the government to run classes, to help people be healthier and live better lives. And you're getting paid yeah. to do what you were going to do anyway. Yeah. Oh, that that reminds me. We need to get you know Tom Miazga. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We need to get him on the show because he is starting up like a charity grant type program to get more affiliate to get more adaptive athletes into affiliates. I want him to be able to tell oh, yeah, story. For sure. And also, he's a seated champion like over and over and over again. And also, he's like the fittest guy ever. And also, he's an Olympian. Yeah. So I like to I like to joke that he's the only actual athlete there. <laughs> Pretty good. He's the games really just him um, he's a damn good also, athlete so also he was on the broadcast again this year and he was on espn every time i saw him i would be like oh my good. god are you on espn yeah he's well the deserved. man he's the man he's also like so handsome his blue eyes it's all the above just can't even can't even all of the above and so here was one that i thought was weird because i didn't actually see it happen but i saw it after the fact the games came in and did a post, they did a collaboration post with themselves, which is not uncommon. Most people do that if you have more than one page, but it was CrossFit and CrossFit games talking about the YouTube chat. Apparently there were some really nasty comments flowing into the chat. And I put that under my miss category because I straight up messaged the games team after semis when people were going in the chat talking about you, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, Still not, waiting on and, cash from my gene fund, by the way. <laughs> Where and the fuck not, is that? Yeah. Not only were they talking about you, but they were talking about Mal, they were talking about Haley and like some pretty gross, like, you know, in Always some cases, in some yeah. cases they were straight up sexual comments, you know? Oh, and yeah. So I messaged the games team and straight up told them you need to put a chat monitor or moderator yeah. on the YouTube chat. Like it's out of control and it's full of bullying and harassment and horrible statements. Yeah. And so instead, like their solution is we're going to Instagram and say, be kind. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, mm. no, I do Mo think moderate it. And by the way, there no moderator on the YouTube feeds for games. Well, apparently I not. I don't know. Okay. I, well, I don't know. I, I can't say yes, but you shouldn't have to go on and say, be kind when you can just straight up not let those people in. Mm -hmm. And I had given that feedback directly to Don just a few days prior as well. Like, that's a mess. Like, we got, that's they got a, a like, miss I can agree with. They got to start controlling the chat like you know particularly again you know we're talking about the biggest stage possible now you get people from all over the world coming in like mm -hmm. you need somebody in there you know you got mm -hmm. tens not you know this isn't like thousands of people watching you got tens of thousands i can't i can't look at it i never i always had the chat i can't do it particularly because like i'm a human being and so when mean things are said about me it's like 
hurtful, even though you learn to let that stuff roll. I think Danny said something that really resonated with me a couple of weeks ago when she was on the show right before games, where I think you had asked her about like what it was like having the target on her back or did she feel like it, she had a bigger target for making it or not making it or whatever. And she was like, I will have a target no matter what I do, no matter what I do. I do a great thing. I have a target. I do a bad thing. I have a target. I make the games. I have a target. I don't make the games. I have a target. And I'm starting to feel like that, that sentiment just resonates with me so well where I was like, I'm not going to like look at the comments. I'm not going to read fucking Reddit threads. I'm not going to whatever, because I could ask a great fucking question and I'll have some shitty ass comment. I could ask a dumb question and I'll have a shitty ass comment. I could look really beautiful and I'll have a shitty ass comment. I could look like a troll and I'll have a shitty ass comment. There is nothing I can do in the world to prevent shitty ass comments. So why would I bother? And why would I give a shit? You should lean into the trollness. I Go for extra troll. It. Well, at one point, someone in the truck <laughs> told me that I needed to look less shiny in the Coliseum. And I was like, how about you don't put me out in the North Park for four fucking hours? Yeah, there you I go. won't be shiny at all. There you go. I was like, that is that. But in fairness, they were just looking out for me. So that that was actually fine. It was a fine comment. But I was yeah. just like, there is a it is hard. There are a lot of expectations on you for being on the stream. Well, look, I I yeah. I get that like on the list of things, priorities, even thinking about the YouTube chats for probably pretty low on their list. But again, like you got all these free, you know, volunteers out here working in the noble tent. You can't tell me you can't find one that's a little tech savvy and do this like oh yeah on. i would love to see that happen that would be great i you know i would say by and large i mean kind of back into the hits category though the broadcast that i saw and that i had a chance to watch was really well run as i expected it would be i thought all you yeah. guys did a great job broadcast uh, in the hit <laughs> i mean what i saw was great you know i mean i i i mean we can talk about the espn thing a little bit i thought but the the games broadcast all you guys by and large a few things i'd probably critique but we didn't need to get into it here or whatever that's worth i mean i just I'll think it's your, a hard i'll take your personal feedback anytime no no i think it's a hard thing to pull off you know what i mean like we yeah. mentioned like the hard question your your peer asks like there's a lot of debate whether that was a good question i thought it was a good question even though I it, thought hurt, it was a good question hurt, hurt even, to yeah. listen to there's always going to be some of that debate but i yeah. you know i think you know especially considering how new the sport is you know, so it's still very new. You guys put on a very professional broadcast and it's one that ESPN Yo. feels comfortable coming in and, and streaming, you know, and huge that's huge win, huge win for the sport. It is massive like that. I just I hope people understand. I saw some comments online that were like, you can't tell me that putting up a paywall is going to get more eyes on this sport. And I'm like, yes, it oh, will. absolutely. Well, it, it, those people don't understand what this means for the sport on a on a fully like outside of our bubble level. I had people, I had friends who I've known forever who don't give two shits about CrossFit text me over the weekend being like, I'm at a bar and you just came on. <laughs> and I was like, this bar full of how many non-CrossFitters, most of them, is watching CrossFit. That's epic. That doesn't happen unless you have a partner like ESPN. The miss involved in all. So ESPN, huge, huge win. Win, 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 a million times win. The miss in all of that to me is that it should have been communicated earlier to our very like insular bubble of CrossFit fanatics that they were going to need to get ESPN somehow to watch the final heats. You mean or the, if, yeah. if, they wanted, if they wanted to watch it live because it all ended up going on YouTube 12 hours later. But if they wanted to watch it live, it just would have been nicer to have that notification earlier. But that isn't fully in CrossFit's control because they were waiting on ESPN as a partner for when they could make those kind of announcements. And they were working on all sorts of like legalese and backend deals and whatever. Well, so I'm not, not going to their I, fault. Yeah. Well, not fully, but I'm not going to let them off the hook for that. Come on. It's not like we didn't know the games was happening a year ago. So when they should have started working on ESPN, not signing it the day before. I mean, that to me, that was the miss. It's like, I love that they got it. I think it's great. I was not bothered by the ESPN plus part. Like the realist in me is like, all right, ESPN wants it to go behind a paywall because they know people will pay for it, their service and do this. And we don't mind it going behind the paywall because there's a lot of people behind that paywall that don't know anything about us. So it's a win both ways. Yeah. hundred percent. The complaint is, is that, you know, they announced it on Thursday for Friday's competition. 
I agree yeah. that should that I would have been great if that were earlier, especially because if people missed that one announcement, then they were just watching. And then all of a sudden the last right. heats were like gone and they were like, what am I doing here? So more communication about that would have been better. But I am just so thrilled about everything that happened with ESPN and it's so huge for our sport. And people worked so hard to make that happen. I'm very proud of everyone within the organization of CrossFit who fought for that partnership. And I'm so proud of the broadcast team who made it work. And man, we were on our best behavior. <laughs> Except for Daniel Brandon, who swore on ESPN. I heard that. I did yeah. love seeing you guys holding the mics with the big E on the front. Cool. That was pretty, that was pretty oh, cool. Was? Oh, oh, I like that. I'm so thrilled. The growth of the sport is coming. I like that. Well, let's hope so. I mean, they got to fix some things. But yeah, I definitely think it's possible. All right. Anything else on your list? Well, our meet and greet was a win. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, <laughs> no, it was. I mean, was it a miss? It, it wasn't a miss, but it was okay. I mean, we, you know, we got to obviously we got to meet some people, but um, yeah, to keep in mind, like I was doing that all weekend, so like it was like I felt like I was moving from one event to the other, so it was a little bit of a blur, oh. more than more than anything else for me. Like most of that stuff was like, you know, I okay. I would have more. No, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm bragging. It's just like it was it wasn't much to like I had just come that morning from um the battle, battle cancer workout. The, the battle cancer thing where we had a yeah. hundred people there. So you gotta keep in mind, like my entire morning was filled with a hundred people at that thing. You know? So, you know, it was um I don't wanna say it was anticlimactic. It's just like I started my morning at seven AM taking photos of people. And by the time I get to the, it was kind of a whirlwind. By the time I got there, I was already mentally fried before I got in the door. That's my point of being exhausted from the games. It starts at 7 a.m. And again, it's like amazingly grateful to be able to meet people and shake hands and, and talk to them and hear their stories, particularly battle cancer, because some of the stories are heartbreaking. But, um, you know, by the time I got to back to the event, like I could barely focus, uh, you know, so that was all. Well think i've ever had an appearance before and i loved it there's all sorts of people last year well last year it was way more casual because i like my schedule was bananas but it was like we had like a time we were like nikki and john are gonna be here and people came here yeah yeah. god you guys are here it's so cool i loved it i loved meeting people that was fun yeah it was fun it was fun um only other thing i had on my list i thought the uh i thought vendor village was pretty good this year yeah it was great i mean i'm gonna miss madison but i thought vendor village was good uh i thought the jury was out on some of the partnerships i just i had a random thought as i was looking at the partnerships like jocko was big this year fit age was tiny o2 wasn't really there they were only up in the affiliate lounge and i'm sitting there going man like how many partners has this company gone through in the last couple of years and the thing that kept going through my head is like partnerships are important but they go two ways and i i had my random thought was i wonder how good a partner crossfit is like why are these why are these companies i don't know why are these companies bailing i guess is my point i look at it and go man like last year i'd have to ask dave but you know like last year o2 gave out a hundred thousand dollars worth of o2 and this year they were in the affiliate tent with a couple of cases it was more than a couple but Love to know. We should ask him. But, you know, FitAid was barely, you know, not only was FitAid barely there, they were charging for cans, mm -hmm. you know, and that no offense to FitAid, who I love, like, you know, I mean, I love Aaron and Orion. Yeah. I guess just my point is, it's like, you know, partnerships go both ways. And I'm just wondering where the breakdown is. Yeah. We've mentioned earlier about if CrossFit's going to be a sport, are they going to get those brands? And you're saying, well, maybe it'll grow out. We don't need to go after Coke and Marlboro and Snickers and whatever random shitty companies I was mentioning. Um, but they're never going to get anyone if they keep flipping partners. Like there's gotta be some consistency. So I hope maybe Jocko works out, but That'd I don't know. Cool. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't know. It's just, again, it's just a random thought of is CrossFit a good partner. I want to explore that some, see if I can figure it out. Yeah. Dave can probably um, tell you. I also wonder if it just has more. To, I, I wonder if it also has a lot to do with just the cost of putting on like a live event versus putting your marketing dollars elsewhere and what has a better like ROI for these brands. Cause it's an expensive undertaking. Oh, sure. Come out there and bring your gear and give stuff out and sell stuff and staff it. And actually 
So Haven, which is a newer brand within our space, which is now the official gym bag of the CrossFit Games, and they had a really great activation at Games. Um, they're the guy who runs that brand, Caleb. We're going to get him on the show in a couple of weeks, and I have all sorts of nerdy marketing questions about how a brand even begins to break into our space and quickly, I feel like, become you know, a, a partner of the Games and have a presence live at the event and what that does for the brand and was it useful? We'll ask him all those questions when he comes on. Yeah, I'm just, I guess my thought was, I've just seen all these brands come and go. And this year, there's a lot of new brands so like Go, Go Ruck was there. Obviously, Tears one that's coming in, you know, mm -hmm. kind of hard and heavy. You know, Rad was there, like all these new shoe companies and new brands were there. Totally. And, um, and then I'm seeing companies that have been more established in the space, like pulling back. And I, I, to your point, is it a case of, you know, they don't get good return on investment or is it a case that they don't? have the same enthusiasm toward the brand that I've said I kind of witnessed in the members, you know? Yeah. Or are they even like growing outside of the brand? Like it was interesting to listen to Danny talk about like wanting to be more than just CrossFit and, you know, FitAid has all sorts of other partnerships and all sorts of other products that are even like focused that they have like golf aid and all those other things. Like I just wonder if those brands are even growing in other directions that maybe aren't centric around the sport of fitness. Yeah, I don't know. people. We should ask. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I definitely want to ask some people to find out how they view CrossFit as a partner because I, my gut tells me that CrossFit's got some work to do on the way they're handling the partnerships. Whether that makes them a good partner or not, I'm not speculating. I'm just saying there sounds like there's probably some work to do, or people wouldn't be leaving. It's kind of like we always measure turnover in banking. If people are leaving, they're not leaving you because they're finding better jobs. They're leaving because they don't like you. I guess really kind of that simple. Like people leave jobs because they don't like their boss more often than not. Sometimes they leave for more money, but usually. I was like, I'll leave for more money. But usually they don't even look if they're happy. Oh, that's interesting. You know? and, yeah. and partnerships are really no different. If they feel really good about your future and where the company's going and what you're doing, like they'll put up with some crap because they feel really good about it. It's got to be a little give and take because they have their own company run. But when they start not feeling so good about it, and they start, to your point, looking at ROI and figure out where can I grow elsewhere? And I'm just curious why that is. Some of these brands coming in are very cool. So it could just be better brands are coming in. Like Rad yeah. and Tier were both there. You know, Rad had their little pop-up shop. Tier had an actual booth. Yeah. They sponsored like half of the freaking athletes. You saw those yeah. ugly yellow shoes everywhere. Yeah, that's a, um, that was an intense green this year. It's a yes. But um. Yeah. And then Jocko, as you mentioned, is like a very, is actually a big brand. So that was a cool, a cool partnership to bring in. There was milk everywhere, which yeah, is a, also how a Hunter says milk. I had a couple of cans of the, the Jocko fuel. I can't say I loved it, but it got me, got me through the caffeine I needed. Did you I try did, the mole? No, I've had the milk before. I didn't try it. I did. I did find out from the, I did specifically ask the team how many cans I could have before I needed to be. Uh, if somebody need to call nine one one. They said the limit's five. Airlifted. Oh, is it? That was. They said specific. five. Okay. Yeah. Right. They're like, I'm like, how many of these can I do before you guys are going to be concerned about me? They're like, well, the most we've ever done is five. That's all we would suggest. I'm like, okay. Five is kind of a lot. Right, you got to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Those <laughs> are rookie numbers. Uh, I'm just eyeballing my list. If I had anything left, probably the only other thing, only other two things I had on my list. I felt like the focus on the affiliate seem less this year than really? last year a little bit okay i don't have any context other than like i said we went with our best friends who are the affiliate owners of, of the gym that we go to and they spent a lot of time up in the affiliate lounge and they said it was wonderful and they got oh, the lounge is great and met all sorts of people and the, had things that they could attend and seminars that they could go to like it just seemed i don't know not an affiliate owner well yeah, again but, there were tons of seminars it just felt less than last year i'm not saying it was i'm just saying what it felt like um oh. but but you know it, that could be a maybe a uh process of just because it isn't new anymore and i was maybe looking for it to be an increase and it wasn't and and maybe i missed some of it so it's not completely fair for me to say it was less it just felt less to me um, but it, what I saw felt great, oh. you know, so hold on, my cat's Bean. an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and then other than that, the only other thing out of my list was Madison was really lovely and I'm sad it's not going to be there. Yeah. It felt weird leaving where like I have been 
in the city for so long, year over year. Even the people who work at the Sheraton Bar are the same year after year, and they know us, and they know our names, and they know my cheese curd order. Like, it was just sad leaving little Dane County Airport with its, like, one terminal. I don't know where we're going to go, but Madison was a really lovely home for us. I know where we're going. Oh, you do. But I'm not going to say. Cahoots. Cahoots. Well, I heard from two or three people, and I'm not going to say because it's not my place to say. And the last time I spoiled something, I got just totally demolished on Instagram for it. But I will Which say you this. apologize for. I'm not going to do that again. I'm just not going to spoil it. But what I what I will say is if I'm right, I have a meme ready to go within seconds of it being announced. Wow. So Okay. So if I'm right and you see that thing come out, like literally they announce it and a meme comes 30 seconds later, you're going to know it's because I knew. You're all going to know because I, I am. Yeah, probably smart not to say anything. Also because things seem to change last minute too and deals are not deals until they're signed with blood. Yeah, I think this one's right though. Oh. But we'll see. I've been wrong before. You know, they, they maybe it could just be subterfuge. Maybe they're just like, okay, let's leak some stuff out and it's going to end up being a Timbuk too. Like, who knows? But huh. we shall see. I, I went with multiple sources. So, oh, okay. Once I found out, I went to somebody else. I'm like, hey, does this sound right? And then I went to a third person that didn't know I went to the other two. I'm like, does this sound right? And we'll see. Everybody's in cahoots everybody's in cahoots so cahooters we'll see we shall see so that was the week fun times so good i'm ready to take a year off yeah i need a vacation away from my vacation yeah no shit yeah i'm tired but my kid is too oh i saw that i know that's oh, crazy yeah crazy. that is crazy so grow up quick Mine, mine called me today from vacation, so you have that to look forward to. It's nuts. Every night I put him to bed, and I'm like, I can't believe we're going to move out of my house <laughs> someday. <laughs> That's what happens. They just yeah. grow up and move on. Maybe he'll just stay. He might. My oldest has done that. She's still living here. I mean, she's on vacation <laughs> right now, but, you know, he might do that, too. I would love I mean, that. You say that now. I think I mean it. Okay. Ask me again in 20 years. We'll see how you Matt was in. like, Matt was like, wait till he starts dating some girl and you're not the only girl in his life. And I was like, oh. hopefully he gets married someday to a wonderful man and I can just stay the only woman in his life. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So you say that it might be worse. You never know. You never know. Okay. You're right. You never know. Mm. All right. Well, this has been fun as it always. It was fun. It was lovely to see you in person. I know. It's nice. We'll do it same, same time new place next year yeah it'll have to be the games because i'm not going to semis so i will it'll have to be the games that'll, okay. be the next thing, that'll be the next thing i go to if i go to it so we'll see we'll see what the year and the season shakes out to look like yeah well we'll talk more about that on other shows they're going to, have to make some changes to make me go back to any of these events but we'll get to that at another time so all right well, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining. We hope to see you guys at an event soon and we'll chat with you guys soon.